Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. In our Gospel reading today, from the Gospel of St. Matthew in chapter 8, we have our Lord Jesus Christ healing the leper that comes to him, seeking for mercy and relief, and the healing of the centurion's servant that he comes to Christ interceding for. Now I would tell you before we even get started today, that today when we look at the life and action and posture of the leper and the centurion, before Christ our God, I tell you the truth that we see the Christian life on the path of salvation day in and day out. And that's what we're going to look at together today. We begin with the leper. We're told in verse 1 of St. Matthew chapter 8 that when Jesus had come down from the mountain, great multitudes followed him. And behold, a leper came and worshipped him, saying, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. I know you can make me clean. That word, when it says the leper worshipped him, it's a prostration. When it says the leper worshipped him, it means he went down on his face, on his hands and knees before Jesus Christ. And when we see that word worship, the word used by the gospel writer, that prostration contained two things in the heart of the leper. The first thing that word means when he made a prostration and worshipped Christ is he saw one greater than him. It had been revealed to him that this was someone come from heaven. This was someone that can meet my need. This is someone to be honored and magnified. You hear the sense of I see it's been revealed to me that the one I've come before is greater than I. I fall prostrate before him. But there's a second part of this word in falling prostrate before him. It's also falling prostrate before him as one in need. Someone who recognizes something in them that only this one greater than I can touch and make new, can touch and heal, can offer mercy. Do you see that in the one prostration we have the recognition of Christ as God in the bowing but also in the bowing is the offering of a man suffering greatly, in dire need of mercy and healing. And he believes that this is the only one who can do anything about what I've been suffering all my life. What does Jesus do? We're told Jesus puts out his hand and touched the leper. And he said, I am willing. Be cleansed. Immediately the leprosy left his body. Let's look at what St. John Chrysostom teaches about that very passage. He taught, with great fervor before Jesus' knees, the leper pleaded with him with sincere faith. He discerned who Jesus was. He did not state conditionally, if you requested of God, or if you pray for me. Rather, he said simply, if you will, you can make me clean. He did not pray demanding, Lord, cleanse me. Rather, he leaves everything to the Lord and makes his own recovery totally dependent entirely on him. Thus, he testified 
that all authority belong to Christ. St. John Chrysostom tells us that the leper went before Jesus with great fervor. It's the same meaning as what St. Paul tells us and gets, wants us to do before Christ when he says in Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 16, Let us therefore come what before the throne of grace? Boldly before the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. This is how the leper came, boldly believing this is the one who could do it, that this one could heal. And I have the need and he can meet it. And my friends, I tell you, leprosy is an absolutely relentless, painful, and shaming disease. I've told this before. Many of you weren't here when I did. It's been a long time. I had the opportunity to go and visit a leper colony and see a leper colony in Louisiana back in the 1980s when I was in youth group there in Louisiana. Our youth group went. Our youth leader made it so that we could go and visit them, sing some songs, and visit with the lepers. And I tell you that before that time, I knew it was bad, but I had no idea of the pain and the shame of the leper. You can see it on their faces. They are constantly in pain. Their nerves and their body are dying. And therefore, when they cut themselves and bump themselves, they don't know it a lot of the times, and it gets infected and causes great pain to go into them beyond that. And I say it was a shameful disease, and I tell you that in the time of the Gospels, when, when this leper comes before Jesus Christ, that at that time great shame was brought upon someone with leprosy because they were outcasts from the people of God in Israel. The identity of the leper was this. I am an outcast, and I belong nowhere and with no one except those who suffer the same as I do. It was a life filled, <clears throat> excuse me, filled with pain and shame because of this condition. And we need to see today the great faith of this leper. Our attention needs to be focused on it. The shame-filled leper and suffering leper. We need to see his faith for our own life and salvation this morning. Because his faith was this, he believed beyond the shadow of the doubt that not only could God heal him, not only could Jesus touch him and relieve him of this completely, but he also believed that it was the nature of God who longed to do so. It was for that very reason that he came, like in Isaiah that you heard read in Matins, that Jesus quotes in the gospel reading, he came to bind up the brokenhearted, he came to heal, he came to mend. This is the nature of God, the leper had it revealed to him, and so he thrust himself very honestly, very authentically before the Lord Jesus Christ. He came boldly and prostrate himself to worship him and give him honor and to plead with him for mercy. He hid nothing, my dear friends. I want you to hear this. What you see the leper do is the Christian act of worship that we have been talking about. The soul that knows its brokenness because it's been revealed to them, but also knows Jesus Christ is the Savior and comes boldly, boldly before the throne of grace to thrust worship upon Christ and to say, Lord, if you will, I know you can heal me in this that you've revealed to me and show me mercy. So we come to the centurion servant. Verse 5 in Matthew chapter 8. Now when Jesus had entered Capernaum, the centurion, a centurion came to him pleading with him, 
saying, Lord, my servant is lying at home paralyzed, dreadfully tormented. And Jesus said to him, I will come and I will heal him. But the centurion said, Lord, I am not worthy that you should come under my roof, but speak only a word and my servant will be healed. For I am a man, I am a man who has people under my authority. And if I tell them to do something, I know that it will be done. What's he saying? Lord, you are that man. You say one word of command and my servant will be healed. And Jesus looks at all the Hebrews and says, This Gentile centurion has greater faith than I have seen in all of Israel today. And he spoke the word of healing. But notice the humility of the centurion. Because it's the same as the leper. Something had revealed to the centurion that this is more than a man, this Jesus Christ. And my centurion is ill back at my home, so I will push myself through a crowd to ask this man to just speak a word and heal. His humility was this. Upon seeing Christ and Christ saying, I'll go to your house this day, his humility before him. And notice it's the same humility as the tax collector with the Pharisee in that parable. Lord, I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy. But if you speak the word, I know it will be healed. And my friends, these words you need to notice are words that are, that are eternalized in the liturgy of Christ's holy church. That we speak out, and notice when we speak them out. When Jesus Christ is revealed to us before us in the bread and the wine, the body and the blood, the priest turns to you and says, Behold the Lamb of God. This is not a symbol. Christ is with us. You are before Him. He has come for you, and I pray you've come for Him. And when He's revealed, Behold the Lamb of God, what's the first thing out of our mouth? Lord, I am not worthy that thou shouldest come under my roof, but speak the word, and my soul shall be healed. Last week, during the creed and the mass, is when the Lord put on my heart after announcements last week to share with you that blessed quote and challenging quote from Metropolitan Anthony Bloom. If you remember those words, they were this. I had no idea what this Mass would be about today, but it fits perfectly. Metropolitan Anthony Bloom made this statement. God can save the sinner that you are. He cannot save the saint that you pretend to be. It speaks to the leper. The leper knew he had need. The leper knew he was not whole. The leper knew that by his not being whole, there was suffering in his life that needed the healing touch of Christ our God. And so he falls prostrate before him and he lifts his disease to him. What's the disease of your soul? I have them. There's leprosy here. There's leprosy here. What is it that Christ has revealed to you? Is the leprosy that is constantly a splinter in your soul. Causing you anguish. 
causing you to act in ways that are so unlike God, keeping condemnation upon yourself. This is what we are to bring to God. You see, my friends, the leper did not live as though he was healthy and whole and therefore neglect to present himself to Christ for mercy and healing. And I tell you this, that the lame, they didn't pretend to walk. They went before Christ. He might heal them and help them walk. The blind did not pretend to see. The demon-possessed did not pretend that they were free. And the adulterous and the sexually deviant and perverted out of the order of God did not act like they were chaste and pure. Every one of them knew their need, and they brought their need before Jesus Christ in prostration of identifying that if anyone and only this one, this is the one who can make me whole. This is the giver of mercy who can cover my sins and mend the brokenness of my soul and make it whole again so that there's that blessed peace and contentment all of our hearts yearn for. You see, the presence of Christ is what illuminates this in us. By his love for us. I don't know how. I really have thought about this this week. I don't know how along the line in our theology, no matter where we come from, and everybody here, including myself, we all come from so many different places. I do not know how in our theology we came to buy into shameful thinking. That what is in me I dare not bring before Christ because I know the hideousness of it. I know it is leprosy. And I will not go before him because I'm not worthy. I don't know where so many of us, all of us in some ways in our soul, have picked up on such a horrendous satanic teaching. But it is not the gospel of Jesus Christ. And by gospel I mean the person of Jesus Christ. His nature, his desire. He invites you to come with your leprosy. He invites you to come with all the disturbing things that are in your soul. So that you can offer them to him. And he can take them and remove them and heal them. And give you the blessed fullness of the kingdom of God and the experience of him in your life. Because he's removed them. In catechism class, dear, last week or two weeks ago, I can't remember. We talked about preparing for Eucharist. And I want to talk to you about one thing that we spoke about because it has to do with this offering that we make here. Here we offer ourselves as we've talked about so many times. St. Paul in 1 Corinthians chapter 11 told every Christian in the church of Corinth that we should examine ourselves before we come and receive Eucharist. And that examination is very simple. It's a very simple question to the Holy Spirit every moment of every day in the week or whatever it is in between the different masses. The question is this. Illuminate me. What is my brokenness specifically? What is it that I can't even fathom about myself? Show me, Lord, the ways that are not like you. Show me the ways that are still set in the results of the fall so that I can bring them to you. And the Holy Spirit in his love for every child of God who asks that question, he will speak what it is. He will show you what it is. He will show you the disease within. 
not to condemn, not to shame, but so that you can take what has been illuminated, what has been revealed to you, and come before Christ. And when we say we offer ourselves, remember we offer ourselves means our whole selves, which means we're offering our praise for all the good works of God. And at the same time, like the leper, what are we doing? We're offering the leprosy he showed us. You see, I've told you many times that the liturgy is the Christian journey. It is the Christian walk of salvation in and of itself, which means it is that which we ought to be doing every day in our lives and our fellowship with the Lord Jesus Christ. What happens when we come in? We prepare ourselves, we walk through those doors, we sit down, and one of the first things out of our mouths, Kyrie, Lord have mercy, Christ have mercy. But those words are not to be words on a page. The Lord have mercy is not just the words, because when we say the Lord have mercy, we are to be in our minds knowing what we need mercy over. What is it that we're bringing to the Lord? Because he's shown us. What is it that we are bringing him in that offering to say, take this men that you're the only one who can and relieve me. Heal me. Have mercy upon me. Don't just come to church saying, Lord, have mercy and moving on to the Gloria. Because I promise you this, you'll experience his mercy if you lift the brokenness while you're saying, Lord, have mercy. So that when you get to the glory, it becomes a greater praise for what God just showed you in that moment. And then we continue on to the ministry of the scriptures and the word that's given to us. And this is the further illumination of our Lord Jesus Christ into our lives. And even then he can bring something to the service we didn't see before to offer to him. And thank God we have that blessed opportunity coming up. Again, when the priest turns around and says, Behold the Lamb of God. What do we do? Lord, I am not worthy, but speak the word only. Lord, I am not worthy, what the centurion said. Speak the word only, and my soul shall be healed. And Christ, even then, we can experience his divine mercy and healing on our way to the pinnacle of this whole thing. And that's our intimate fellowship with Christ in the Eucharist. Are you seeing this? Every day is a curiae, a gloria, and a reception of healing. And when you come into these doors, you bring forth the praise that came from your healing this week, but you also bring your brokenness and make it an offering to him that it might be healed. Are you seeing this? This is salvation. This is the gospel. The goodness and the nature of Jesus Christ comes to you every time that we gather and come to you in your homes with healing in his wings. If you will face what he shows you and make it an offering, you will find relief and mercy and grace, power in time of need. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.